Welcome back to the Sower's Almanac. This is episode number 37, and in this episode, we actually interview our wives. Uh, my wife, Jackie, Chris's wife, Liz, and Greg's wife, Catherine, came on the podcast, and we interviewed them about just what it's like to be a church planter's wife, um, to give a little perspective of what they go through in this process, and to help us as church planters to love our wives well. And this is part one of that interview. It was so big, we split it into two parts, so part two will be out next week. Um, But this is part one of uh, our interview with our wives. Um, So I hope this is uh, helpful for you guys and encouraging. Um, We think that it will be. It was one of our favorite episodes to uh, record. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, As always, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by going to ransomcitychurch.org and clicking on the contact tab. And you can do that there. You can get in touch with us, submit questions, comments, anything you want. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you'd like to support um, our church plant, you can do so uh, by going to ransomcitychurch.org slash give. No obligation to do that, but if you'd like, that is available to you, and we would sincerely appreciate it. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Thank you guys for continuing continuing to listen to our podcast, and we hope that it continues to be a help and encouragement to you as we keep going. So uh, good talking to you guys. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Have a good one. Welcome back to the Sower's Almanac. I'm Seth. I'm Chris. Greg. And this episode, we've got our wives with us. Um, we wanted to have them on the podcast and just speak to really what it's like to be a church planner's wife, um, just that experience and that perspective, um, especially for a lot of you guys that are church planners, hearing from uh, church planners' wives on what's helpful and kind of do's and don'ts. Um, you can learn from a lot of our mistakes. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll talk about that this episode. Um, so why don't you girls introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks for having us on tonight, guys. I am Liz, and I am Chris's wife. And I'm Jackie. I'm Seth's wife. I'm Catherine, and I'm Greg's wife. Uh, well, we'll just talk about kind of what that's been like as, as married couples in the midst of the church planting experience and what we've learned along the way. Um, so the first question I wanted to ask um, for all three of our, our wives uh, was kind of what... Uh, our, your your girls' expectations were um, for church planting, what it was going to look like, um, and kind of what actually happened. Um, so, however you want to you know, answer that. That is a wonderful question. Do you guys want me to go first? Sure. And, um, I think I kind of had three expectations. Um, one, uh, I'd heard, you know, you're going to be sharing your husband with a lot of people. Um, I had this vision of me, you know, ministering to the poor and helping the needy. Um, and also, you know, that people aren't Christians, but at least they'll be really interested and think like, this is really cool. Um, and so the reality to those three things was one, you really share your husband, even when you don't want to. Um, and so that was a bit of a sacrifice. I wasn't emotionally as emotionally prepared for as I thought I was, um, as far as ministering to the poor, we live in a pretty wealthy community and I had never felt so poor even though we have everything we need um and more uh just in the area we live we feel really poor and then um thirdly bringing up church is the fastest way to deadpan a conversation so (laughs) when i tell people that i'm a church manager's wife or that my husband's on staff with a church i thought people would say oh that's cool what kind of church where do you meet and it's oh okay and walk away um 
occasionally I'll get questions about like, oh, what kind of cult is this? Or what do you know about Mormonism? And it's like, nothing. We're not Mormons. So um, <laughs> that's, those are they kind really of. ask you yeah, about Mormonism? I get asked about just like radical Christian cults, mm-hmm. but never about like what we believe. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. You said something interesting I was going to ask about, Liz, because I think it's helpful. <clears throat> just the idea of kind of sharing your husband what do you mean by that like what does that look like for you because you said people said that and then it's kind of more yeah people say oh you'll share your husband and I thought like um I know he's going to be really busy and I know um people will call at different times and need him um and I think it was more like sharing my husband like I don't get to sit with him on Sunday at church and hold his hand which is something we did our whole first year of marriage Mm. um because he works two jobs, uh, it is atypical for us to eat dinner together. Um, and I think those things before you go seem like noble and like worth the sacrifice. Almost romanticized. Romanticized, that's yeah. perfect. But the day in, day out reality is that like, I just kind of want to make dinner and eat dinner together every <laughs> night. Yeah. Yeah. Now it sounds like, does anyone actually do that? <laughs> that, would, that would be like, yeah. you know, come home and then you're home. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, and it, this just prompted, I wanted to point this out because both you, Liz, and you, Catherine, have um, an even different perspective than, than Jackie does Is in that your husbands are bivocational church planters. And so yeah. I think that's helpful for our listeners to know is... Um, Jackie has the perspective of, you know, the wife of a full-time planter. You two have the perspective of somebody who's bivocational, which is a whole nother set of challenges because it's, you know, full-time and then to, like, it's way right. more. Um, so I think that's helpful for people to hear. For one, that that exists. Yeah. Um, yeah and if you are that guy, people. that's, yeah. you're not alone. Um, you, you, there are a lot of totally. bivocational planters out there and it is possible. Um, now it's, you know, impossible apart from God, but as is church planting in general. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to point that out because I think that's, that's helpful, but that's really good point. Cause we heard that a lot too. Just like, you're going to have to share, uh, people saying that to Jackie, you're going to have to share your husband. Um, but it's way more than you think. Well, well, and even like filming this podcast, that's one night that Greg's gone and Chris has gone and away from the home after they get home and maybe even eat dinner with us. It's like, okay, bye, honey, got to go up and and do the podcast, which it's a good thing. It's all good things. It's all wonderful things. It's Mm -hmm. not any one thing that is, like, a problem. It's all the little things adding up to, like, I just miss you. What are some of your guys' expectations yeah, and realities? Say, like, one of my biz- biggest expectations was not believing what everyone else was telling us of that, like... Because so many of the church planters that we would, like, listen and follow their journey were, like, mega church planters or, like, they're mm-hmm. the presidents of, like, certain organizations. So they have a giant church. So everyone's like, this is not typical. It'll be a slow and steady start. But I'm like... Well, yeah, but you guys don't know the core team. Like, this is going to blow up overnight. I'm sure of it. God's going like, to do a miracle. I know okay. he'll bless this. Like, I I don't think I ever, like, realized I was thinking that, but I'm like, but probably. <laughs> I didn't know you were thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no. an amount of hubris to every church Right. And not even, like, a world. mega church, but just, like, more people would, like Liz said, even be interested in the fact that there's a new church in town or like even that we'd be like over 50 by now. Mm -hmm. But it's like, and I think because of that, like 
how I pictured just, like, our marriage and, like, our life goals and everything of, like, a house and kids and stuff like that, because our church is not as self-sufficient as I thought, those goals get pushed back farther. Mm. So I feel like all those expectations and realities are kind of, like, connected and a domino effect that... Yeah. Yeah. That's helpful, because I don't think that is something that I thought enough through prior to planting, is, like, your personal... Like, it's not just... I think I, I, I compartmentalized, uh, you know, all oh, the sacrifices you're going to have to make with your career, but it's like, no, it's going to impact, like, family decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, right. when do you buy a home? When do you have kids? You know, that's it's going to bleed in right. to those things, whether you want it to or not. Yeah. Um, so trying to, as best you can, you know, safeguard and protect those things. But to some level, they're going to be impacted. Right. And I think, like, the dangers of not realizing that or like having unhealthy expectations about that is like speaking from experience you can get like really bitter with the church for like you can view like the church like stealing those things from you so i feel like that's a really something you really have to like guard your heart from and just be aware of like when it's happening Mm -hmm. what's funny is the theme or i'm hearing even already is like yeah, I heard this, but I thought, like, oh, it'll be different for me. Or, like, I heard this, but I was like, yeah, but I'll probably like it. And it's just funny, like, that people warn you for a reason. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's really hard work. And I think, like, um, I read an article recently of just, like, the danger of, like, our kind of life hacker society of, like, wanting the quickest, easiest, like, how do I be efficient and we'll get it done and we'll blow up next week and right. that kind of thing. But it's, like... Really, it's just really hard work, and you just put in the long, hard work of, mm-hmm. like, basically farming. You just work mm-hmm. hard for a long time and see some profit. Yeah, um, very slowly. So, I don't yeah. know. Just thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any expectations, realities that we didn't share that you kind of had? Yeah, Catherine? I, um... <laughs> This is kind of stupid. My expectation was I just thought I'd feel like a rock star. Like <laughs> That's a good point. Are you saying you don't? <laughs> like, how cool is it to be a church planter, right? I don't... Uh, that one just kind of stuck out the most. I was trying to think of um, some more, but that one really was my expectation, which is really sad now that I'm thinking about it. That, that's what I thought my life would be. Um no, yeah, and then reality set in when we got here and no one cared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, no one cared. We used to, like, go to the grocery store together and be like, we're starting a church, and people were like, uh-huh. How many more churches people does that are, in Sydney? People in your city yes. are over you before you get there. Yeah. Like, you're not even there yet, and they're over it. Yeah. Like, don't, not, yeah, yeah, it's really funny. No, I think that's really helpful to share, Catherine, because I think everybody does have that... People talk about kind of the sexy view of church planting. It's like, this yeah. is going to be, it's going to be hard mm-hmm. and there's going to be days you're going to hate it and there's going to be a lot of sacrifice. Like, that's the reality. Like, yeah, you're going to have fun. It's not that there's going to be no joy. Um, so I'm not saying that either, but there's going to be a lot of difficulty. I think it's kind of like when you picture parenting, which none of us are parents, but like when you picture parenting and it's like, you know, I picture the like sending my kid off to college and it's like this tearful like dad you really raised me and now i'm a man because of you but really we're in the like diaper changing phase <laughs> where it just keeps pooping and you just keep changing the diaper and that's yeah. like that's where we're at right now yeah. it's still a baby and yeah. so like we're way far away from the, like thank so you for all your hard work he's not turning to you and being like thanks dad it's like yeah. you just clean it up the mess yeah constantly. that's yeah. really for, like, like a long time because our baby is still too and yeah, yeah. yeah. yep still making yeah. messes 
So you guys said a few things that were interesting. Um, I was going to ask, like, what has, going along with that, with that question of expectations and realities, um, has there been anything that's, like, helped uh, in that transition from unmet expectations to, like, what helps that? Is there anything that lessens that blow? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we might be in a unique position of having each other. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, the two women sitting next to me are incredibly safe women who I can be vulnerable with, who are strong Christians, who I know will pray for me and encourage me. Um, and even when I want to be bitter, which is so, it's sometimes it's so fun and so easy to be bitter and self-righteous. Um, but just that you'll like call me out of that too, ever so gently. Uh, and so I think just that like, I can be really real about my insecurities as a wife and as a Christian and as a Bible study leader and as a kids ministry worker. Um, I think, and just someone who can relate is huge. I think that's been really, really helpful. Yeah. I'd also add like when you realize the expectations you had, I feel like that's a good, um, meter for seeing like the sin in your life and God like pruning that of like, Oh, you thought you were going to be awesome just because you're awesome. Like, okay, we have a pride issue and like just all those things of like, you think you're going to swoop in and like be so good for the city and God's just like working on you and it's really hard and you're just getting pruned. Yeah. I think I need to hear that even even today even this week I need to hear like God has a purpose and mm-hmm. in all of this mm. that's good yeah um what you guys have all three of your girls have kind of hit on this idea already but are there any other like sacrifices you would add that you know whether you expected them or not just things that it's like this is a consistent sacrifice um in church planting as as you know the wife of a church planter yeah, I would say, um, and this situation is not true for all church planters, because um, mm-hmm. some like do church plant in their hometown or whatever, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's been a big sacrifice for us, <clears throat> excuse me, um, just like being far away from family, and mm-hmm. um, if God hadn't called us here, like, we would never choose to live here. Like, we couldn't afford to, first of all, <laughs> <laughs> but like, Still it's just, somehow. Yeah, yeah, like, it's just, like, not where we would want to live but we are to Mm -hmm. serve god um which is just i feel like to a lot of non-believer not excuse me non-believers is like a really weird concept of like this isn't like yeah yeah, like this isn't what you want for your life right why are you doing it like stop it right now totally Um, (laughs) so yeah it's just like i don't know kind of that struggle of people like seeing you as alien because you are like putting aside all of these things but Mm -hmm. There was a girl at work who kept, we kept, like, saying our dream city, and she kept being like, so why are you living in Evanston? And I'd be like, I'm really committed to my church. And she'd be like, but can you, like, live somewhere else? Why, like, Evanston? Like, why don't you want to live somewhere else? And I'm like, I do. I'm really committed to my church. And she's like, oh, yeah, okay. really not about what I would do. Let's run this again. What I'm saying is, doesn't matter what I think. Yeah, no, no, you're yeah. right. I, going along with that that sacrifice and that challenge, I think, has been... We've had this happen a bunch, particularly social media is 
almost just evil in general. Um, but, like, you, you watch people, especially people from, like, our hometown, that it's, like, they stayed in their uh, our hometown, mm-hmm. um, where everything is insanely, like, way more affordable, um, right. and they're, you know, your family that's helping them out, and you're watching people, you know, oh, we bought a house, and we have kids, and mm-hmm. you, you know, hey, you might be able to do that in your situation, but I know for us, we're, we have to forego, or at least have, you know, for the meantime, a lot of that stuff. Um, in order to do what God's calling mm-hmm. us to do in planting uh, our church in this city. And meanwhile, you're watching, uh, like like on a movie screen, <laughs> all these other people right. do the thing you want to do. And you're like, well, okay. Yeah. you know that, But that's not the life that God has for us. Right. Um, and just trusting him with the timing of those things, mm-hmm. which is hard. Yeah, that's something that I didn't expect was, like, the power of social media. Yeah. Of, like, you think, like, oh, church planning will be really hard, but it'll be in a vacuum, and, like, it'll just be my <laughs> experience, and I won't compare it to anyone else. And it's, like, a lot of times in, like, a sinful spot, you're just on social media, and you're just seeing, like, sometimes the lives that, like, you want in that moment. And it's just, like, really hard to see all those goals, um, like, a house and kids and all that, like, earthly stuff. Um, just like happening it's like I want that but it's just like a different timeline and a different plan and, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and God willing hopefully that it ha- hopefully it happens we're still shooting for that but it's right. like you're way more uh, forced to you know we're gonna wait on the Lord's timing than, yeah it's a unique scenario yeah. well, I'm sure it wouldn't matter what the thing is that you don't have right, right. right. Like, social media just kind of has a way of going we want that thing <laughs> look at it right look at it right in your face look yeah. how many people have yeah. it I think yeah, that for me is, I didn't expect to be at this point in my life and not be an at-home mom, and we don't have kids or a home. I wasn't prepared for that sacrifice, and I still, that's still hard, and mm-hmm. I'm thankful for how strong Chris is and his convictions and leading us and reminded me of, you know, that everyone sacrifices for the Lord, and this sacrificing my timeline happens to be um, what it is for me and mm-hmm. and. That continues to be a struggle, but yeah. I think mm-hmm. daily turning it over to the Lord or trying to is, you know, what we can do. So as we were talking about sacrifices, and you guys can keep chiming in on different things like that, but how do you guys feel like, and I know you've already kind of hit on it some, but that God's kind of used the process to make you more holy, to kind of make you more like Jesus? How do you guys feel like this move and this church plant has done that? Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> like if I would have gotten all of the things that I've wanted, even though they're good things, if I would have gotten them exactly how and when I wanted it, I would be like so distracted that I don't think I would see my need for God. Um, so I feel like just having those, not all of them, but many of those distractions stripped away, like it has grown me more than I would have ever grown if I was not a part of the church plant. I'm not saying this is the only way to be a good Christian, but it just for me, I know that I would not have grown as much if I were not in this, um, I don't know, journey, I guess. It really pries idols out of your hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> like, yeah, you just can't have them. them. Yeah. Chris had asked me before coming up here, how's this process made me more like Jesus? And I said, I am so much less like Jesus than I ever was before. I am more vain. I'm weaker. I'm more bitter. I'm more angry. I'm more selfish. I'm more self-righteous. And I probably was all of those things and just had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more aware of it. Yeah, so much more aware of it. And I, I guess my struggle isn't that I hate Evanston and that it's not a town I love, but I love Evanston and I love 
how fit and healthy the people are and I love how the beautiful their homes are and their cars are and it's like you could not put me in a city that would be more distracting to me in like a temptation earthly sense mm-hmm. of like fit Coming. active healthy beautiful wealthy people and it's like no like those are not bad things but um it is a huge temptation for me to chase those things rather than yeah. the Lord. And it's far easier for me to walk with God in any other town I've lived in, in any other city I've been in, even other countries. Like it's this, this town is a struggle for me. And I guess that's probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. If you're God and trying to mature me, that's a good thing. <laughs> if you're me, it's painful. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how I'm more like Christ. <laughs> um, but I would say that um, the sacrifices that we had to make and are still making by planting a church here in Evanston are in a way a really cool thing because I think in all of us it really made us see how broken we are. And I don't think yeah. I would have seen that if we didn't do this. You know, yeah. if we had ignored our calling and mm-hmm. just stayed in our safe little hometowns and... Um, going somewhere where none of us really would have picked um, outside of this, um, I think really just put us in a situation where we just had to face those things. And um, even though sometimes that can make us, you know, kind of angry, <laughs> you know, yeah. like you don't want to see your sin, um, it's also a really good thing hmm. um, to face it and hand it over and right. turn to God to help you through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, And even if I think we're all saying, like, I don't see myself more like Jesus, but I can look at your two, your guys' lives (laughs) and be like, yeah, you've grown so (laughs) much in hospitality. I've seen you come out of your shell, welcome and love people. And Mm -hmm. like, we've seen that children are like really, really drawn to you, Jackie. (laughs) And that like something you thought you would hate ended up being like a really great skill you have. And like... Um, so it's been really funny that you guys are like, oh, no, we're not more like Jesus. I'm like, you guys have grown so much. And, like, even just speaking up about how you feel or praying more mm-hmm. in groups, like. Oh, I still don't do that. You do it in women's <laughs> Bible study. You do, too, when you're in women's Bible study. Yeah, no, I, I think the same is true for your, you, too. It's, it's probably all three of you. Yeah. I think it's telling that that's your answer. Especially, like, we've talked about this before, but the way uh, the gospel-centered life sums up, really, the Christian life, which, uh, didn't Bob Thune write that, I believe? Uh, But anyway, they they summarized the Christian walk and the Christian life, um, really just sanctification, is, you know, growing in your awareness of God's holiness, and also growing in your awareness of your own sinfulness, and that the cross is what bridges that gap, and so as a result, the cross becomes bigger you know, not in actuality. The cross has always been huge, um, mm-hmm. but in our hearts and minds, we appreciate the gospel all the more. We appreciate Jesus right. and His death for us all the more. And so, I think well, for all three of you, that's showing up in your answer because you're all like, well, "I don't feel like I'm Christ-like at all." It's like, well, that's right there. Like <laughs> the way you're talking about your own sin, I think right. is radically different. And aware of your own sin is radically different than before we started. Like I've definitely seen that in all three of you. Yeah, so. like your view of Christ. Yes, yes. Um, Nowhere close to that. Which, yeah, we see, like, and I think it comes from that same gospel-centered life curriculum, but they talked about that the Apostle Paul, early on in his ministry, says he's the least of the apostles, and then later he says he's the least of the saints, and then later he says he's the worst of all sinners. Um, And so that is... You did a sermon on that, didn't you? I'm sure I used that (laughs) at some point, yeah. Yeah. 
just because it really stuck with me. But yeah, just I think that. Yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> that's very obvious <laughs> for all yeah. three of you. Yeah. Um, what are uh, this is an interesting one with uh, watching us um, <laughs> and kind of what we're going through. Us, right. <laughs> us going through this together as as married couples. What are what are some things that you've learned about your husband through the church planning process? That has been really, really cool. So for all three of you guys, I've grown a lot in my respect for all of you. It's been especially fun as Chris's wife just to get to see him um, work so, so hard at a few jobs. Um, I, I mean, like, you're the man I respected the most of any man before I married you, and now I feel like... I already respected you so much, but even more so because I see how hard you work and how much you care. And like, you know, I see you using these skill sets that like, oh, maybe we're there. But like, I definitely have seen you like take charge and and look to the future and pursue like future avenues for where we would meet for a space. I think you never knew you could work on a website and now you really (laughs) love doing that. Um, It's a blast to get to hear you preach, um, which I don't. I think I knew you were good at like public speaking and kind of putting your thoughts together. So that's actually been a lot of fun to watch you be a pastor, even though I, I don't like sharing you. Um, I've been really impressed by you. So, well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I think, um, with Seth, um, I don't know. It's just been really cool to see you like always growing, which I feel like is like the best thing a wife could ever ask for. (laughs) It's just like, totally. Just from when we started, like, you're such a different man um, and have just been growing in godliness, um, probably due to all the hard things that you don't want to go through, but (laughs) you have to go through anyway, and you have awesome friends around you. (laughs) Um, But, and I would say, like, specifically, like, your emotional strength, because you have so many people pulling and tugging at you and dealing with these, like, really hard things, but... Um, and it's funny because if somebody else asked you, like, are you emotionally strong? You'd be like, no, I am weak. I'm a frail man. Like, (laughs) but like, I don't know. I can just see you getting like, um, just showing a lot of strength in situations where, I don't know. I don't think I would be that strong. And, um, yeah, it's just a really tough draining job, but I don't know. You still give people encouragement through that. Thank you. Um, yeah, Greg and I have, uh, we were only married for eight months when we moved here. So I feel like, (laughs) what didn't I learn about my husband? (laughs) Oh, sorry about that. (laughs) And for six of those eight months before we moved, we lived with Chris and Liz, who were married for a while. So, um, we became newlyweds again when we moved here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't either, but if it's what happens, it works out. (laughs) Um, So I can't think of anything specific because I learned everything since we moved here. Yeah. It's all pretty new. Yeah, Yeah, it was all very new. I won't. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's so funny hearing... You know the nice things you girls have to say about us because Being very gracious. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> I feel like a cave troll. Like, like, it's, like every month, I'm worse than the month before. No. It. Like, like just snarling at well, people. Like, yeah, get out of here. Like, 
Yeah. So that's well, just funny to hear. No, yeah. and I mean, we see you. I mean, we're your wives, so we see you even at your worst, and we still think you're growing in Christ and godliness. And yeah, yeah. that's encouraging. If you weren't here, we'd be saying the same things. I yeah. mean, we yeah. love you guys. We respect you so much. We wouldn't choose any other husbands for ourselves. You know. That's really cool. Definitely. That's good because you're stuck. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I won't sign you two up for this. I'll let you do that on your own if you want to. But I'm going to put myself on the hook because I, I want Jackie to answer this for other people to hear. But, like, I appreciate the encouragement. I appreciate your grace. But, like, what for other people to hear, for church planners, I want to put myself on the hook and go, what are some weaknesses you've seen show up in me? Oh, boy. Um, and how, how <laughs> I, don't like I trust you. I love <laughs> you. I trust you. <laughs> Um, answer this however you want to, but I want people to know, like, it's going to come out and, and particularly in ways that are going to surprise you because I think I've learned frightening things about my own sin (laughs) and how it manifests in, in the course of church planting. So I wanted to hear kind of your perspective on it. Um, yeah. And again, I'm not like criticizing you or anything, but just as your wife, like, I feel like in church planting or any hard thing, whatever your... I guess, um, predisposed to struggling with those things are just going to be heightened and, um, Mm. tough situations. So I feel like, um, although you've been growing a lot in it, I feel like maybe struggles with like anger and anxiety, um, have just Mm -hmm. shown up just as that's your go-to reaction for some like really difficult situations, um, where it's like, we would all react differently in situations like my reaction would probably be to just shut down and be like well you guys are on your own so you can see me in a couple months but um yeah so I think um you have had challenges like that but you're very self-aware and those moments last for a short while and you're very quick to ask for forgiveness and make things right with whoever was affected um even if I'm not involved but I see you like at home like really anxious um, or struggling with anger, I feel like you're very quick to also apologize to me just mm-hmm. for like being in the middle of that, um, mm-hmm. which I greatly appreciate. Uh, just like, sorry you had to see me like that or things like that. So, yeah, I don't know. Does that answer the question? It's, uh, I, yeah, no, that's all I was looking for. I appreciate Thank that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wanted to have specific examples like that. Um, and you, what's encouraging is me hearing that from you as my wife because those are the things I would put down as like these show up. A lot they do. I, I would agree that I think you know I've known Seth since he was a freshman in high school, and uh, you know there were times of just uh, you know I think it's a struggle for you to be anxious or to snap at people. Yeah. But I think what's been really cool is the last few years I've seen tons of yeah you still get really anxious or you might snap at somebody, but like mm-hmm. two minutes later, hey guys, I didn't mean yeah. to say yeah. that at all. I'm really sorry about that. Can I have same, your forgiveness? That's been really cool to see that kind yeah. of growth because. You know, we're all sinners, but mm-hmm. just to see that repentance there is really cool. I, I really appreciate that. That's really Sometimes I want you to snap at people because they're being so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and you're so gracious and kind as their pastor that sometimes, <laughs> I don't know if you remember a situation where I stepped in I and do, was like... <laughs> I, know the, I know the exact one you're talking about. Where Liz, and it was, it, I will say this, it was a really cool moment <laughs> in our friendship where I was like, that was really cool. Like, Liz was genuinely protective of me in an instance uh, where somebody was not being the most courteous in the world, mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't fun, um, so that was, I know exactly what you're talking about, because <laughs> you just were like, what are we doing here? What is this? Hey, what's going on? 
Um, so that that was that was awesome. But thank you for that. I, I'm really encouraged to hear that. I just wanted to talk about that, and particularly with anxiety and anger, because I, I'm not the only guy to say this. Um, Joe, who we've had on the podcast, talked about this, and I'm sure other guys have talked mm-hmm. about it before. But like, if you're a church planter, like anger is one of the most common sins to show up mm-hmm. because you're constantly bombarded with just impossible situations and then people doing the strangest things in the world. Um, and, and it, it's, it's kind of a knee jerk reaction to not being in control. Um, it's just like, I can't figure this out. And so a lot of the time anger is a really common response to that. And I definitely struggle with that and it will show up. Um, and so I think I've learned over the course of because we've been here for a little over two years, I think mm-hmm. I've learned I have an anger problem. I don't think I really would have mm-hmm. acknowledged that before. Mm-hmm. I think it would have, I would have said like, yeah, yeah, every now and again I get uh, you know a little riled up. I would have been like very <laughs> soft on myself. It's like you know, like I'm, I'm kind I'm of rascally. An angry man if I'm not careful. Like it's in there, yeah. um, and I gotta, I gotta fight it and kill it. Another um, thing I would add, just like as a wife and just observing like how people treat people in ministry, specifically leaders, is um, that will quickly bring out anger and depression, um, is people, a lot of people don't treat you like a person. It's like they will treat you lower than they would ever treat anyone else, and, but they expect you to be really gracious in return, which that's frustrating. That's really frustrating for Mm -hmm. anyone that's frustrating to go through. That's frustrating to watch. Um, but I mean, you do have to be Christ-like and be gracious. And so it is really hard to, I mean, I think it would be really easy to sin and... (laughs) When your feelings are just, I don't know, kind of stomped on a lot. But um, I would say, well, I don't, I wouldn't say it's Chris's struggle to deal with anger. Um, but I think, or snap at me, or I don't see it that much. But I do think your tendency is to work harder and work yourself into the ground and mm-hmm. to not take care of yourself. As a wife um, who loves you and loves your body and wants you around as long as I can have you, it is a struggle to watch you not care for yourself because you're putting other people's needs, even my needs, ahead of your own. I know you often do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think even though, um, you know, I don't think that you struggle with anger. I think emotionally you're pretty cool, calm, and collected, which is nice. Um, You struggle in other ways. And so as a wife, that can be hard to watch or experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you want to answer, Catherine, you, can, I do. you don't have to. Go ahead. <laughs> um, no, uh, it's it's been kind of cool um, getting the front row seat to watch someone else um, really grow in Christ. And um, one way that Greg really struggled when we moved here was uh, he had no clue how to deal with stress, and it really showed up in a lot of different ways. Of um, he got sick a lot and. Um, and just uh, wouldn't have conversations with me, and there's a lot of things that I need to talk about. And uh, it was really hard to communicate about some things, even just simple things like when can we afford to have kids and when can we afford, to, you know, like that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. um, and just in the last, you know, few months even, um, we can now have those conversations, and it's just been really cool. But um, as an encouragement to anyone who is dealing with that, um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot I could do for Greg when he was really stressed out, except make him delicious food and pray for him. <laughs> More importantly, the praying. Uh, but food's important. Though. It is. It is. Uh, that's how I love my husband. But it's appreciated. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's uh, it's been really neat. Just I mean, it's been a long time coming, but uh, just seeing Greg finally really start to figure that out and just grow in that, and um, I don't see like any changes that he's made, except that I think God's just really changed mm-hmm. his heart in that way. Of mm-hmm. um, he just isn't as uh, stressed out anymore. But mm-hmm. that's been really cool to see. For me, I've um, you know it's been hard, but uh, I've really enjoyed getting to watch that. Yeah, I think the theme for all three of your answers uh, centers around like if you're if you're church planning, like if you're a church planner, you're going to be overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's <laughs> definitely there's yeah. no like I don't care who you are, you're you're not Superman, you're not invincible, and you're not going to be able to weather like the overwhelming pressures of church planning. You're it, you're gonna feel that weight. You're gonna mm-hmm. feel overwhelmed, and I think what that does, uh, just thinking about. Uh, even in scripture when it talks about you know uh, being purified through fire kind of that concept mm-hmm. um, that's what it is like it's a, it's a pressure cooker I mean you're mm-hmm. you're dealing with all these pressures all the time and so sin is going to show up um, it's just a matter of like like I, I like what you said Jackie and that like what you struggled with before is probably gonna be heightened mm-hmm. you know your weaknesses before you're gonna show up are you probably going to show up tenfold yeah. um, under that pressure where you're going to go, whoa, that was <laughs> worse than I thought it was. Um, so I think it's good for us as planters to be reminded of that. Like you're going to go through the ringer and it's going to force like sin out of, out to the surface that you may not have known was there. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a matter of, we talk about this a lot just as a church. It's not a matter of like, uh, I'll just not sin. Like you're gonna be sinning, and yet, yes, you you want to strive to be like Christ and put sin to death. So I'm not saying to not do that, but it's not like oh, you just get to a point where you stop sinning. No, you don't. Um, it's it's not an if, it's a when. Um, and and how is it happening? It's definitely happening. So the the question is, how are you responding to it? You know, when you see it, and and asking your wives, you know, hey, what do I need to be working on? Um, and listening, and then actually repenting of those things and owning them. 